0: to the learning to sit still podcast i hope you are doing well and that 2021 is going well for you so far i have to say that there is something special to the start of a new year it's like there is more initiative to begin anew to have a fresh start i also know that this is the time where many like to make new year's resolutions i am not one of those For some reason, I never felt the need to do so, but something I did start last year was a list of goals that I wanted to accomplish in the new year. Now, I didn't really accomplish all of them, but I did do a few of them. And today, I wanted to take a few moments to share one of my new goals with you and invite you to join me. I am calling it the Blessing Jar Challenge. Some of you may already know what that is, but for those who don't, it's simply taking a jar, any jar, and filling it with slips of paper where you write down a blessing. Then at the end of the year, you take them all out and read them. When I first heard this idea, I thought it was wonderful. But for one reason or another, I never really got around to actually doing it myself. But this year was different. Maybe it was because 2020 has been such a rough year filled with ups and downs, lots of downs a year weighted down with a lot of sadness. I know that personally I was discouraged often and my heart became anxious multiple times. That's when the idea of the blessing jar came back to me and I decided that 2021 would be the year I implemented this idea. I thought it would be a wonderful tool to help me renew. Remember, we're talking about, that's my word for the year. So renewing my mind and it would shift my focus back onto who was really in control. My friends, God doesn't want us to live in a state of anxiety, nor does he want us to focus on the maybes, what ifs, and the ever-present clouds we were meant to look to him to trust in him and remember that he's always good let me read philippians 4 6 through 8 be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto god and the peace of god which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. The word careful in verse 6 means to be anxious. So this verse is basically saying, be anxious for nothing. We are not to let the anxiety of life get a hold of us. I will be the first to admit. That this is not always easy. It can truly grasp our soul so quickly, leaving us short of breath and unable to think of anything else. It can literally consume our minds in an instant. Trust me, I have been there more than once. Now, I once heard a woman make an interesting statement regarding anxiety. She said that when we are in an anxious state, we have moved into the emotional side of our brain. This means that we are not able to think reasonably, but are being guided by our emotions. In order to move to the logical side of the brain, this requires us to ask questions She gave the example of her son who struggled with anxiety. When he would suffer an attack, she would ask him simple questions such as how old was his sister? What color was the sky? How old he was? As she asked these questions, she watched his countenance change as his mind shifted to the logical side. Now I have to admit, I found this fascinating and just very interesting and my mind began to think of a few other things such as, well, if I'm in a state of anxiety, I'm an emotional mess, but what would happen if I began to ask myself questions about God? Like, does my God love me? Yes, he does. Is my God good? Yes. Is he the good shepherd who gave his life for me? Absolutely. I believe that is what the second part of verse 6 in Philippians 4 implies. It's like it's going back to what this lady had to say. The verse goes, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. How do we not become anxious or overcome anxiety? By going to God, by shifting our mind to what is true. Paul says by prayer and supplication, to pray is to come to God, to come into his very presence. To pray is to acknowledge who God is, to remember that he is in control and that he loves us. While this is a beautiful time for the believer, Paul adds a second word, supplication, which seems to narrow this idea of overcoming anxiety a little more. The word means to make known one's particular need. I would contend that anxiety produces a need, a heart that is struggling, it's weighted down with care, and the only one who can relieve it is God. When we are battling anxiety, we can make this need known to God, to the one who freely gives his peace, which passes all understanding and keeps our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is a peace that the world cannot give, nor even understand, but it is available to the believer who looks to God. This brought another verse to mind found in Isaiah 26, verse 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. We can overcome anxiety when we shift our mind to the character of God, which is why I'm always encouraging you to spend time in the Word of God because it's the only way to know him more. Now, real quick, I do want to say that anxiety is a real thing. It is a real struggle for many people, myself included. In fact, I read a stat that says it actually affects about 18% of Americans over 18 years old. The woman I referenced earlier with her son did make the comment that sometimes there are moments when anxiety has to run its course because it's so deep in the emotional side. Being completely transparent with you, I can remember times when my anxiety attacks would be so bad that I truly could not think clearly trust me, my friends, it is not a pleasant thing to go through, but I am thankful for the sweet friends God provided for me during those times. And I just want to put a little plug in here for those who are currently suffering from anxiety, find a trusted friend that you can go to that you can text that you can share your struggle with and get encouragement, help give them a call to those who have friends that are suffering with anxiety. Please be kind and understanding with them. Don't judge them or make them feel bad for struggling because if they've come to you and are sharing their heart, you will only hurt them more if you make them feel bad. The best thing you can do is listen. Give them a little extra love. We all have areas of weakness, I promise. And we all need someone to give us encouragement. Maybe make it a point to pray with them. Send them encouraging texts. Let them know that you're thinking of them and ask how they're doing. I promise this makes a world of difference. Compassion makes the difference and it opens doors that otherwise would remain closed. We are called to be difference makers. I know I say that a lot too, but we are called to be kind. We are to be distinguished by our love for one another. Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples. If you have love for one another, love is compassion, love is kindness. I truly believe that this is one reason God gave us friends. We are meant to encourage each other and help one another to walk in truth. Now, you all may be wondering, how in the world did we get off on this subject of anxiety when we began with a blessing jar? Well, it has to do with the purpose of the jar, which is to write down a blessing And the idea of how our thinking is tied to it in some ways. You see, in order to find a blessing to write about, we first have to actually find it, which means we need to be looking for it. Sometimes it is easy to see the blessing, but often it is something small, like someone sending us a note of encouragement or completing a project for work with few problems, or school. I mean, I remember when I was in college, it was a joy to finish a project early and had no glitches. Those are blessings. So it may require us to rethink our thinking process, which ties back to Philippians 4.8, where Paul tells the Philippian believers, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise... Think on these things. When we dwell on the what ifs, that means we're not thinking of what is true or even lovely. When we dwell on what is negative, we are not thinking on things with a good report. I know that it is easier to think of the bad things. Trust me, I fall into this thinking pattern far too often. It's everywhere you look than the news. I mean, definitely if you need a downer, just watch the news. But the blessing jar is a beautiful tool that can help each of us shift our focus on what is worthy of our thoughts. Negative thoughts are not worthy. Negative things, they're not worthy. And in fact, it requires very little energy to think of the negative since it's evident everywhere we go. But be honest, how healthy is that for us to focus on? Negative thoughts impact our mood and it brings our immune system down i wonder how much better we would feel if we started looking for good things to dwell on do you know that it actually takes work to see the good but the benefits are worth the effort our god is a good god there is no evil or malice in him all his actions are good and that means that every day there is something to be grateful for something we can write down and put in our jar if we make it a practice to look for something to be grateful for The result will be a heart that is filled with praise. It's inevitable. When we spend the time looking for the blessings, we will find them and be reminded just how amazing and good our God is to us every day. Why do you think there's that beautiful song written, count your blessings, name them one by one, and you will be surprised what the Lord has done. I know that 2020 has been a rough year, but in some ways, I wish I would have done the blessing jar last year so that the end of this interesting year. I could have looked back and seen all the good that still took place because it was there. 2021 may still be a tough year. It's filled with uncertainty over the future, but the goodness of my God is one thing that I can bank on. Now, I want to share something a little special, a little extra blessing before I began my blessing jar. As I prepared to do the blessing jar challenge, I knew I wanted a special jar, but I hadn't started looking for it just yet. I attended a staff Christmas party where we had a gift exchange and lo and behold, one of the gifts was a beautiful glass jar with a lid that had the word blessed carved on top. I knew that it was the jar I had been looking for, but there was one slight problem. My coworker received it instead. Of course, as many of you know, there is a little rule that says you can steal a gift, but I may have bent that rule even more slightly, seeing that it wasn't exactly my turn to steal. I mentioned to my coworker what I was planning on doing for the upcoming year, and she graciously swapped gifts for me. While it was a funny exchange, my coworker did enjoy the warm scarf she received for the jar, and it was a beautiful scarf. I couldn't help but smile at the thought of God's care about little things. He knew my desire for a special jar and had one of my coworkers purchase the perfect gift, a gift They thought was insignificant, held great meaning to me. So what about you? Are you interested in joining me on this year of blessing? I promise that there is a blessing to be had if we just take the time to look for them. We will never go wrong when we focus on the positive and take note of just how good our God is to us every day. In a world that tends to see the worst, let's be a light that shines into the darkness and reminds people that God is good. He is loving. He is compassionate. He is amazing. And with that, we want to wrap up today's episode. The first one for 2021. If you have decided to take the Blessing Jar Challenge, I would love to hear about it. You can email me at learningtositstill@gmail.com at gmail.com or message me through social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at sitstillmydaughter. Now, if this is your very first time listening to the podcast. Can I invite you to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss an episode? My friends, let's make it a point to encourage one another this year to stay in touch, to exercise compassion with one another and make this a year of difference by taking time to listen to each other. 2021 can be a year of blessing if we take a moment to examine each day and find the good. I want to leave you with a beautiful verse found in Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear thou not. That's a great way to start a verse and a year. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That's our God. He is here with us in every situation, every step of the way. We don't have to fear because he's with us. We don't have to be dismayed because he's our God. He will strengthen us. He will help us. He will uphold us with the right hand of his righteousness. He is faithful, meaning that we can sit still and know that he will take care of us because we are his beloved daughters. Rest in that truth, my friends, and have a wonderful, wonderful day. (laughs) ¶¶